Sinze Reed, 13, was shot and killed on October 12th at the Wedgwood Apartments in the Hilltop area of Columbus, Ohio. Krieg Butler, 36, was arrested within 48 hours of Reed's death and charged with murder. However, those charges were dismissed a few days later and have not been refiled. Hey everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy yes. New Year. And happy first episode of season four. What? what? Season four? You heard that right. Yeah. This is this is it. Season four this is, is beginning. So wild. As you know, we took a break last week. Well, we tried to. And then we there did. was, of course, an arrest in the Moscow yeah. murders. So Almost we had to maybe. come back right. and talk about that. But uh, otherwise, we did take a break. And uh, yeah, I had some good time off. Uh, you know, still doing a lot of true criming. But it was nice to just not really have any deadlines to meet for anyone. It was kind of cool. So, But I, I'm hoping that brings us back just, you know, fresh and hitting the ground running. I'm guessing so, because I've been down the rabbit hole all day. <laughs> uh, you know, I think so, yes. And there is a lot happening in the world right now, and we've always got something to say about it. So <laughs> We sure do, and boy, we've got some cases today. So mm -hmm. as a reminder, we have three full episodes a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Wednesday nights, we have our case updates live stream that happens at 7 p.m., and then the third uh, for two, good Lord, the third Wednesday of every month, we do our cold read party. If you are a member of our YouTube channel, you attend the cold read party and we will give a case to you to cold read and talk you through a process of doing that. And then we'll cold read some cases that you bring to us. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do around here. Why? Yes, it is. Oh, and that live stream is at 7 p.m. Mountain. Yes. Because we're Thank in you. Mountain. <laughs> we sure are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, boy, that would show by the amount of snow that we're having right now. But oh my gosh, yeah. We're yeah. deep in the winter. Deep in we the winter. We really are. <laughs> you know, I'm good with snow until Christmas comes because I want a white Christmas. But now Christmas is over. So I'm like, all right, get the hell out. You're right. done. And and it won't. I mean, you know, we've got three more April, months. April, May, yeah. you know, we've got time. Mm -hmm. We've got way too much time. Settle in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, let's jump into it. We have a lot to cover today mm -hmm. uh, and some cases that I think that you guys are going to be really interested in hearing about and uh, watching and, and being a bit of a part of. So mm -hmm. we'll get there. Uh, but before we, I get to the main case, Christy, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for our first episode, which is an O Idaho case. Mm -hmm. Oh, Idaho. Why did we have to attract Ammon Bundy? If you don't know who Ammon Bundy is, he is a part of the group of jackasses okay. <laughs> who led an armed takeover of public land six years ago uh, in Oregon, you may recall. Um, He's also recently just lost his latest run for governor of Idaho. Dodged mm -hmm. that bullet again. Um, 
Luckily, he received an extremely small amount of votes. It seems like most people, like, they're not down with this. but Right. But you know what? That number was not zero. <laughs> oh, please. Where we is... live, you can still drive around and see Ammon Bundy, Bundy for governor. Uh, signs are still up. Signs in front of people's houses. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you insane? Anyway, yeah. So, anyway, he's being sued by St. Luke's Health System. Yeah. which is a large hospital organization here in Idaho. He had a big standoff in front of St. Luke's earlier this year. In the Boise area. Yeah. The Meridian in, area. Yeah. Interfering in a child protection case that was going on. It was just terrible. Mm -hmm. Well, as it turns out, uh, they caused a lot of problems, he and his cronies. And so because of that, St. Luke's has sued him yeah. over it. Uh, the hospital's lawsuit claimed that Bundy and his followers harassed hospital workers and fundraised using defamatory statements about the St. Luke's parties and others kidnapping, trafficking, and killing children. Yeah. And it was because they had, in fact, reported a child who was very undernourished because that is their job. Mm -hmm. They were trying to work with the family and child protection to do what was best for that child. And the child was in St. Luke's at the time. At the time. Had been yes. uh, actually been uh, brought there by Child Protective Services, and they were trying to nurse this baby back to health. He had some really serious health issues yes. that, that weren't maybe necessarily being uh, fully met and addressed by his parents. But also fully uh, none of Bundy's business. A hundred percent. No. So Bundy and one of his followers were arrested in March. Uh, for trespassing because they refused to leave the grounds of the hospital and mm -hmm. to stop protesting and getting in the way of, you know, people getting well and medical care being offered. And medical emergencies showing up to the hospital. Yeah. Now, Bundy and his followers have denied these claims, although they were all over the news and all over social media screaming and yelling about how they were doing it. So, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Their social media. Yeah. Yeah. But on the news and stuff, like, yeah, okay, you weren't there, except, you know, there's video of you everywhere. Uh -huh. So apparently he skipped, has skipped his court appearances is, as a part in this case where St. Luke's is suing him. Uh, that he, he said that if he receives court papers, he just simply throws them in the garbage. He has been um, arrested. He doesn't for, open them or read them. No. He's been arrested before for trespassing. Um, in, at the Capitol, all this stuff. Anyway, he's such a jackass. Well, the lawsuit, the, the hospital has brought to him is seeking $50,000 in damages, um, which the hospital said they are going to give whatever they get um, to the Children at Risk Evaluation Service, uh -huh. which, you know, is awesome, but they're basically suing him to say, listen, you uh -huh. can't act like this. But um, yeah, he, let me tell you what he has said he will do if, um, in fact, he loses this. Mm -hmm. And and he says, this is the thing. He's not going to court. He's not reading the papers. So he doesn't even know. He said, they're probably going to try to get judgments of over $1 million and take everything I have from me. The hospital's suing for 50000 He doesn't even mm -hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> but he was interviewed last week and he said... Uh, when talking about, you know, what if they come and try to, you know, recoup the money that they're, mm -hmm. you know, if they're, if they win their lawsuit, he said, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm making moves to stop that from happening, whatever the hell that means. 
Um, but I think we know. If I have to meet them on the front door with my friends and a shotgun, I'll do that. They're not going to take my property. So yet again, Idaho is, mm -hmm. you know, the unlucky recipient of this jackass's behavior. Yep. Yep. The, the constant threats of harm are really scary. Mm -hmm. Showing up at public officials' houses armed to the teeth with him and his friends if something happens mm -hmm. that, that he doesn't like. Terrible. This guy needs to go away. And why is he here? His family's in Nevada. Go, please. Yeah. Sorry, Nevada. But, <laughs> but no we don't want to anymore. Never no. did, actually. No. And uh, maybe you, um, you know, losing for governor again will be enough for you to... No, it won't, apparently. He will not it, stop harassing this day. Because he does have a base here of people who... And that's what's scary. He has a base of people who are listening to him yeah. and believing him and thinking the way he says makes sense and joining him. I mean, he's not the only person that got arrested. No. When they, they actually shut that <laughs> hospital down. That hospital went on lockdown for two and a half hours. Yeah. Medical emergencies were being rerouted to other hospitals because right. they didn't take them. Yeah. It, it, he's lucky he's not being sued for a lot worse, to be honest. Uh, yeah, he really is. He's He's been treated with kid gloves. Let's be perfectly honest. Oh, How many 100%. times now has he disrupted um, mm -hmm. state congressional business and the governor? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one time he was wheeled out, handcuffed in, handcuffed in an office chair from the, from the Capitol building in mm -hmm. Boise because he refused to stand up and walk out. Mm -hmm. What a jerk. Anyway. I hope St. Luke's gets all of that and more. Agreed. But I don't know, Ammon buddy. Maybe I ought to read those papers. You think you're getting sued for a million dollars, don't you, you dumbass? <laughs> yeah. Well, but also, these threats, these constant threats of using firearms against people, yeah. those aren't going to turn out well over time. If there is violence with firearms, well, he got up with, got away with it mostly in, in the Oregon standoff, uh, though it cost one of his followers their lives that really believed in what he was doing. Right. Anyway, I know it's bad. Yeah, it is. It's bad. It's really frustrating. And I think for Idahoans everywhere, we're damn sick of this shit. So knock yes. it off. I'm going to kick the mic back to you, but I can't play the intro that I would be using because it appears to be missing from oh. our uh, playlist. So I'm just going to say, Katie, take it away. Okay. Well, this is an interesting case. I first heard about this case on TikTok, uh, a TikToker named Tizzy Ant that I followed <laughs> and knew that to, uh, had to appear on our podcast uh, because it needs more depth. It needs more uh, wind under its wings. So we're here to mm -hmm. talk. So I'm talking about the shooting death of Sensei Reed. So Sensei was 13. And Sometime on October 12th in the afternoon, around 4 p.m., he was outside on the road uh, near the Wedgwood Apartments, where I believe he lived, uh, and got into some kind of an altercation with a man named Krieg Butler, who was 36. And eyewitnesses told police that Krieg jumped out of his pickup truck, shot Sensei, shot several... Uh, rounds at Sensei, uh, according to his family, struck him four or five times. Uh, oh, God. 
or arm and sometimes some in the back and then got in his truck and left and left just left him like that? In the road. oh my god so others called 911 uh the police and fire sir or uh Ambulance services arrived. He was transported to a nearby hospital and he died about 6 p.m. <coughs> that night. And, you know, witnesses knew who did it because that guy also lives right there in the area. Sure. And it took the police a day to find him, but then uh, a SWAT team did pick him up and take him into custody. And initially he was charged with murder. This man has a misdemeanor for domestic violence in 2019 mm -hmm. and is on probation. So it mm -hmm. might make you wonder what the hell he was doing with a firearm. Right. As well it should. Well, Sensei's family has really struggled to get much information from the police or from the prosecutor's office, like to the degree of just radio silence, not mm -hmm. really getting anything from them. Mm -hmm. And a little less than a week after Sensei <coughs> died, uh, he went by Zay, by the way, to uh, his friends and family. But after he died, a weekish after he died, mom received word from someone that she knows that they were seeing Krieg out, loose. This person who initially had a million dollar bond and was uh, charged with murder. What the hell? Well, it turns out that uh, in the course of their investigation, and, and this is a statement by the Columbus Police Department, which I think is very telling, that uh, in the course of their investigation, they discovered that uh, Mr. Butler said that this was self-defense. And the prosecutor said, oh, what? Okay, then, and dropped the charges and turned him loose. Self-defense? An unarmed 13-year-old is shot and killed and left in the street? And this guy drives away and that's self-defense? What? In the back. Shot in the back. Oh, my God. So there's things we don't know. We don't actually know that he was unarmed for certain, though it sounds like uh, the eyewitnesses did not feel like he had a weapon. Uh, his family did not think that he would have had a weapon. He wasn't a kid that had been in trouble or anything of the like, and they didn't think that he would have had any access to a weapon. Mm -hmm. uh, he also was just completely vulnerable outside by himself. He was a child. My God. Now, there's some whisperings, and I couldn't verify this for sure, so we know that this is a rumor, but one thing that I had read uh, from somebody that lives in the area was that it was an argument over a bicycle. I don't know that was true, but that's one thing that I had read. Uh, but either way, this grown man climbed out of his vehicle with a firearm that he legally cannot have and mm -hmm. fired multiple rounds at a child and killed them and hopped in their pickup and sped away and then hid out from the police for about 24 hours before they got picked up. My God. What part of that speaks of self-defense? Absolutely none of it. And self-defense has to be proven. You don't get to just say it was self-defense. I mean, right. 
What the hell? Isn't that something you work out in court? Yes. Isn't that something that you work out when this comes to trial? If it's self-defense that you prove right. it was self-defense. Right. But no, the prosecutor just dropped the charges and said that uh, pending a completion of an investigation, then they'll decide whether or not they take this in front of a grand jury. What? So there's some dangling carrot that maybe they'll bring charges at some point if they really feel like they have enough to take it in front of a grand jury. How can like, they not have enough? This is is not enough. A child is dead. Mm -hmm. This incident was witnessed. They don't need a grand jury. Right. I, I think it may have what to do the with hell? the laws of this state. But um, so they are still waiting for the autopsy. It's been three months. Come on. Right. It's Where been three months. Autopsy? Family has not seen an autopsy. The family has seen practically nothing. Uh, the family does not seem to be a family that would have many resources to be able to, you know, hire an attorney to represent them, to help them to navigate through this. I mean, frankly, who would at this Why, point? In this right. <laughs> absolutely. And my understanding of this area of, uh, of Columbus is that it's a very rough one. And mm -hmm. that there, there's a lot of crime happening here and a lot of kids dying here and a lot of really hard things happening. Uh but the fact that, uh, you know, um, Sensei is black and, of course, Krieg is white. And the fact that this whole thing just got brushed away like that is absolutely infuriating. So his mother has basically been begging somebody to give a damn for the last three months trying to get some speed under this, some light under this case so that people can actually become aware of it and right. it's really gotten picked up just here in the last few days on uh, social media Good. and the media themselves there's been a whole lot of stories around in the last few days and so i wanted to be a part of that because we need to give this story a lot of light so that uh they have no choice but to right. get in front of their grand jury present what they have and bring charges to the sky right so i did some research about craig butler there's not a lot out there um, but i did find his mom's facebook page and in reading through that it appears that this man has nine children oh my god none of which he has custody of in fact his mother has been fighting the state for custody of most of his children seven of them for the past several years and they've been in her care and then jerked back out of her care a few times it looks like oh. uh this is a very rough situation uh mm. also he's got a fairly significant rap sheet i don't know <clears throat> i don't know it all so i, I can't i'm not going to speculate or share except for that from uh acquaintances of his it looks like he's uh you know had a significant amount of time in and out of jail and of course we know he had some domestic violence charges and that he's been he's currently on probation so why didn't he get charges for the firearms right and why yeah why was he just released like this i mean just his so he record can just alone go kill someone else right oh my god so here's the thing with the firearms so in that city or in that state 
there's a federal law that if you have any domestic violence convictions, you cannot own a firearm. Right. But in Ohio, that is not a law. So on the state surface, yes. So on the state, except for that, uh, now it's coming out that uh, he's on probation. So he still shouldn't have had a firearm. No. But the feds could bring charges against him for the firearm, but they haven't. No one's done anything. Well, it makes you wonder how far this investigation has even gone. I mean, nowhere. Does anybody even know this story? Like, what the hell? How did this guy just get released? He didn't even get charged, so there was bond? Nothing? No, he did. He did get charged. There was bond that he didn't make. And then, just out of the clear blue sky, they just dropped the charges and turned him loose. This is all bullshit, man. Mm -hmm. Somebody's heads need to roll. Mm -hmm. That's horrifying. Indeed. So, it seems as though there's been a fair amount of pressure uh, coming up, which is good. That's exactly what needs to happen. But mm-hmm. uh, the it seems like there's a lot of pressure right now on the C- Columbus Division of Police because they put a statement out on their Facebook page a couple of days ago. <laughs> I think they're kind of uh, over getting harassed, you know. Well, from the whole country about this, but that's okay. Yeah, it sounds like they need to get their shit together and then they won't be mm-hmm. harassed by the whole country. Yeah. So they put out a statement saying, uh, the Columbus Division of Police is committed to transparency. <laughs> are you though? Oh, come on. At least say something that's true. Well, <laughs> they are totally throwing the prosecutor under the bus. During the homicide review of the investigation, there was an allegation made by Mr. Butler that he acted in self-defense. The Franklin County Prosecutor's Office, upon learning of this information, dismissed the charges against Mr. Butler pending the completion of the investigation. That the Columbus, is backwards of how yeah. this should have happened. The Columbus Division of Police does not dismiss charges. We continue to investigate the circumstances of Mr. Reed's death with the help of outside entities and are still awaiting key forensic and ballistic evidence. Mr. Reed? Yeah, Mr. Reed. They're making Mr. him sound like he was an adult. year old little boy? Yeah. Let's yeah. get real here. He's not a mister. Yeah, who's the spin doctor behind that statement? Right. Yeah. But I, I you know, that uh, we don't uh, dismiss charges. So don't blame us. So, yeah, but if you, I mean, what had they provided to the prosecutor? Anything? Supposedly, they're still waiting for some forensics, some ballistics. Uh, I had read elsewhere, not from them, but elsewhere in the news, an autopsy. So there are things that are still pending, but there is a really good growing amount of public disrest or unrest about it. One of those things is just today, actually, there was a vigil held for him demanding justice, which I think is really, really important. This is what needs to happen. The people in Columbus need to become very aware of this case and stand up and absolutely refuse to let this go away. Yeah. That's the very best thing they can do. And as a public, you know, as a populace who doesn't live there, but uh, is aware of this case, we need to keep talking about it and tracking it. Absolutely, we do. And be a part of making sure that something changes here. Yeah. Because 
Zay deserves justice. His mother deserves justice. Yes. His siblings deserve justice. Well, and his killer deserves, deserves consequences. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially because the dude has a whole gaggle of kids. He's a batterer. Why is he allowed to just be released and go walk the streets some more? Right. This is clearly an unsafe person to begin with. Mm -hmm. And even if they find it is self-defense, he left a child bleeding in the street. Yeah. That's not self-defense. No. That it isn't. No. If it's self-defense, if you absolutely have to enact a stand your ground kind of uh, action against someone your next action would be to call the police right and call mm -hmm. the ambulance and say i just did this while i was defending myself what he did yeah. was run which is exactly what guilty people do yeah and probably what people who are on probation and have a gun that they aren't supposed to have and all that stuff mm -hmm. do and it's like he's been rewarded for it mm -hmm. that's just disgusting it is it is. It's one of those cases that makes me really worry that either justice won't ever be served, that this will never see the light of day, or that by the time they do, he'll be on the lam and they'll, they won't find him. Mm -hmm. Because why would he stay put right now? Why? Right. Well, and I would like to hear what in the hell was going on with that prosecutor. Mm -hmm. But I also okay. want to know, where are the firearms charges? Yeah. Where are they? Where are they? Where's the probation violations? Yeah. Like, there were several reasons to hold this dude. Yeah. God. Well, that's horrifying. Yeah, it is. So, uh, now you know. And we will keep a close eye on this case, uh, as well as I hope that you all do as well. And we will hold space for Sinze's family that justice will be served. Mm -hmm. And with that, Christy, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you for a news update. Yes. I found the video <laughs> for that segment. Well, you all know because we did uh, a live stream of the news conference last week that Brian Koberger has been arrested in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. for the four murders of the students in Moscow, Idaho, at the University of Idaho. Yes. There's, we know a few more things. Uh, one is that he does have a hearing coming up on January 3rd. And at that hearing, he intends to waive his extradition hearing. Mm -hmm. His attorney said that he is eager to return to Idaho and be exonerated. Uh-huh. <clears throat> really thinking maybe that's not going to be happening. Um, we <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. His family finally came out today and made a public statement. It's very generic saying that, you know, they're, Thoughts and prayers are with the families of the victims of these murders and, um, you know, that they love their son and brother and will be behind him all the way, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. All of these things are coming out through his public defender in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good news. We will yep. come back into Idaho, into an Idaho court, and we can see his arrest warrant. There's mm -hmm. coming. That's It's going to be quicker than yeah. if it insisted on the... Um, the extradition hearing. So they'll get him back to Idaho. That judge on Tuesday. It's not going to take much longer. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, the rumor mill is is a milling. There's so much mm-hmm. going on right now. Uh, there's a rumor, and I'm going to say these things are rumors. So please remember, we will tell you if this information becomes verified. One rumor is that the police have um, cell phone pings and GPS that prove that he has been um, stalking some of the girls that were killed mm-hmm. for several weeks leading up to the murders. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> The crazy one right now is that in a very large Facebook group of people interested in this case, that he was in fact posing as with a fake profile, um, posing Mm -hmm. questions and freaking people out, frankly, and uh, trying to deflect potentially the investigation. Um, We can't prove it, but but asking questions like a straight up researcher. Yes, very much like the um, survey that he did when he was in graduate school that we shared with you last week that had been posted on Reddit, asking some of those very same questions in reference to the killer. Mm -hmm. Very strange, made a lot of people really uncomfortable in the group. Mm -hmm. The profile picture he was using looks very much like like an AI of him. Mm -hmm. Um, also in the group, his name was Papa Rogers, which some people think, um, may have been in reference to El- uh, Elliot Rogers, well-known incel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot going on. We don't know for sure if that was him, but I'll tell you, it's pretty compelling mm-hmm. looking at what, what's out there. You know, we're seeing some, you know, family members come forward, more distant ones, Um, friends from high school, you know, various people coming forward. And we've kind of got a mix of the, I cannot imagine he would ever do such a thing, people. And the, yeah, he bullied me really bad in high school. And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so there's kind of a mix coming forward. Some people saying that uh, he was very overweight in high school, was Mm -hmm. a really big guy and was really bullied. And then he lost all of that weight. And once he did that, he really became the bully. Yeah. And that that weight loss came from heroin use and that he had um, maybe some rehab after high school. Those things, again, a lot of this is, we don't know. We can't confirm, Mm -hmm. but we're starting to see what always happens in these cases when someone's arrested Mm -hmm. is there's more information coming out about the person. And it is the thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, it, everyone's trying to answer the question, why? Yeah. At this yeah. point, I did pull an image for Papa Rogers. Yeah, bring it up. Do you find that compelling? I do. So that would be an older AI version of him, mm-hmm. if in fact this is his profile. Well, in some kind of military garb. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell exactly what, but that's yeah. very odd. In this picture, mm-hmm. you see him wearing that green thing. He yeah. is suicide watch and mm-hmm. he is wearing something called a turtle shell, which is an anti-suicide device mm-hmm. that uh, some jails use. And he is wearing one of those right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to learn a lot more in the coming days, but we mm-hmm. do know that Idaho is going to get their shot at him quite soon. And the, the extradition process actually runs through the governor's office. Right. And then the governor's office will help to arrange for, 
from transport. If you guys remember when Lori Vallow was extradited from Hawaii back to Idaho, mm -hmm. uh, two officers, three officers flew to Hawaii and took custody of her and then flew mm -hmm. to California where they were met by a private jet that the governor had or a private plane that the governor had procured just for her <laughs> to get her back here. And then they flew mm -hmm. into uh, a local tiny airport uh, that was not the airport that the press had uh, been told she was going to fly into. They flew right into the Rexburg airport where nobody really knew she was going to be except for it's a tiny the, airport. It's pretty uh, much somebody just told him personal yeah. planes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but that's how, because that's, it's up to the governor's office to make it happen. And with as high profile as this case has been and how uh, anxious people in the state have been to see this case be solved, mm -hmm. they will do everything in their power to get here, him here as quickly as humanly possible. This yeah. will happen fast. It will. Yeah. I have no doubt that it yeah. will happen very quickly now. So that's what we know so far. Um, you know, once we have confirmed information, we'll be able to share more and, but it is, interesting you know always keep your mind open in these mm -hmm. situations be aware that you mm -hmm. are see stuff that is definitely not true mm -hmm. and some stuff that's made up on purpose to be i don't know get attention i guess yeah. and then some of yeah. it's going to be true so as yep. we learn more we will share more with you yeah all righty well there you have it there is our first episode of 2023 and of season four so thank you for being here. Please like, share, follow, do your, do your thing. And we'll be back tomorrow with a whole new episode. So thank you so yes, much for being here. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody.